Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM. Thank you for joining us today. Today we have some great guests. We have the superintendent of schools, Mr. Michael Hickman. Welcome, Michael. Hey, good afternoon, or morning, or evening. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all three. Um, we have Superintendent of Operations, Assistant Superintendent of Operations, Mr. Eric Perriman. Welcome, Eric. Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm doing great. And we have Assistant Superintendent of Instruction, Mr. Gaines. All right. Scott good Gaines. Uh, Welcome, Scott. Hey, good morning. Thanks, guys, for coming today. Um, we're going to make this show a little bit about, you know, talking about some of the, the past year's events. School just ended. Uh, we're heavy into the summer. Um, for me, it's my first summer as a normal summer at the school district, and I am just quite amazed at how busy it is. Uh, central office is a buzz. Things are going on all over the uh, district. We're um, getting prepared for this fall, and it takes probably the whole summer. But let's talk a little bit about um, our end of year and, and what we did for last school year. Mr. Hickman, would you like to uh, highlight and talk about some of the things that you can see happen that happened um, in our school year that just ended? Uh, you know, I would like to start off by saying this year was such a, a hard, um, strange, uh, difficult year, but it was a beautiful year because we got to see how our school staff just showed up for the occasion. They've got to come and do what they do best and do it against all the challenges that just was thrown against them with this being a COVID year. And, you know, by the end of the year, uh, when the vaccinations started becoming apparent, you know, we started to be able to open up schools again to, uh, to almost to where it was before. So, uh, yeah, it did feel like a sense of normalcy again. Uh, we, we did. And, you know, as we look forward to next year, which is some of the things that we're working on this summer is how can we, you know, open up as normal as possible, but yet still keep in mind that uh, we need to keep our employees and kids still protected. But uh, the end of the year just was a fabulous end of the year. Um, we had, we got to honor the teachers that were retiring, the uh, teachers of the year. And not only that, but Murray County also has a uh, finalist this year for teacher of the year. Uh, at the state level as well as a principal. So we just had a lot of highlights this year. We have, and we, we did um, celebrations this year, like the Resiliency Awards. We had them at, at an auditorium at Central High School. We had um, in-person graduations, and I was fortunate enough to be able to attend all those graduations, take some photos and, and witness and hear those speeches from those students. Wow. That was amazing. That was the first time I'd ever had the opportunity to do that. I mean, I watched my own my own daughters graduate and hear the speeches at that school, but then to go around and listen to all those emotional speeches and see some tears and the graduations and stuff, it was just amazing to me um, to experience that. Um, the graduations, then we had um, a lot of recognitions that went on, um, sports were taking place, so many good things that ended up happening um, in the year of a COVID pandemic. And it was, uh, you know, we, once again, when I say that beautiful year, we just had an opportunity where we did have those highlight moments and those moments where kids could be kids and participate in the things they normally participate in and just 
give them that opportunity so they didn't miss out. So we were very ecstatic, and it started you know, in the summer when they decided to let football and basketball go ahead and be a competitive sport. So we were just so pleased, and you know, we started opening up our um, – where kids could travel for some of the competition things that they were involved in because we didn't want them to miss out on that. Me being a father of a uh, FFA daughter, you know, I know how important those competitions are. It gives them money, it's scholarships, and just recognition. So I'm just very pleased, although we had so much it felt like going against us, we still were able to accomplish a lot of things this year. We did, we were and and Mr. Gaines in in the curriculum and instruction arena um, this year seen great things also happening. Well, yeah, I'm happy that we were although it was uh, um, in a COVID pandemic year and, and trying to do we were able to return back to testing. We had a successful administration of uh, the uh, ten ready tests and and I know it was a. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, it was during the pandemic. Uh, we, but uh, once again, I, I, my hats off for the teachers and, and test administrators who really uh, worked hard to uh, give good instructions, do a lot of good prior planning, and and really, you know, felt like we had a good administration. I, I'm thankful to the parents that uh, had remote children and they brought their kids back. I think we. Uh, achieved our goal of a uh, 95% attendance during that time that we were able to uh, really assess our kids and, and hopefully we'll get, you know, a good indicator of where our kids are and that, and that will help us uh, as we uh, transition into summer learning and, and certainly help us this fall. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about that summer learning here in a couple minutes, but Mr. Perriman, I'd like to get your take on this school year and everything that and it come to an end here, and I know you are a busy department right now, so thank you for taking the time to come over here and be on the show. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So this year they've kind of summed up. It, it is what it is. We know how it started. Our focus at the beginning of the year was, was completely on safety, on making sure that everyone had what they needed to stay safe, their PPEs, their distance. And as we finished the year, it was nice to be back to more of a normal routine. We still weren't there, but we were close. Um, as the summer has started, we've we've been in and we've started to remove a lot of the safety things that we had in place that we think we can live without in the future so that we look more normal going back next year. Um, but it, it's just been an, an, an interesting ride. But uh, So I'm not going to look like I'm walking into the bank anymore when I go no, into no, the no, office. No, no, so no. And you I, actually, if you went through the lobby of the I office did, this I morning, did. all yeah. that all that plastic has been removed today just so that it looks it looks like it used to look. Yeah. So that's a nice feeling. It made me go, wow, this seems normal again. It does. You know, and I know that it's not over by any means. And, and, you know, we're still being cautious because it's still there. But the vaccinations have really made a difference. Um, getting our employees vaccinated, Mr. Hickman and, and uh, Mr. Pointer and everybody involved, getting that um, set up. And so more people that wanted to get vaccinated could made a huge difference in the community. Um, so everything together has made it a really a great year. Yeah, and I think we learned a lot from in, in all aspects, from, mm-hmm. from digital learning to, to better cleaning methods to just different ways of doing things that we hadn't done them before. And I think that you'll still see those things moving forward. They'll just sort of be blended back to, it'll be a blend of what we used to do and what we do now. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about things that happened. We had the strive to drive with um, the Columbia Chrysler 
um, Jeep, Dodge, Jam, Ram, <laughs> Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. That's it. Um, dealership. They gave away a 2021 Jeep Compass to a senior from Hampshire Unit School in a drawing for getting good attendance, good grades, and meeting some different um, criteria. Um, pretty much self-directed. You know, you can just get entered just by showing up to school by getting good grades, by completing FOSFA and um, TN Promise things. For every one of those items, you get an entry. So it was like a possibility of getting 10 entries for this car. Uh, so big shout-out to uh, um, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat for doing the Strive to Drive. We look forward to doing that again next year. Mr. Hickman was there for that. That was an amazing event, wasn't it? It was, and I first of all want to thank them and uh, Eddie Collier as well absolutely you know he doesn't have to do this he just really is invested in our community and really wants to do whatever he can do to make sure that he's doing his part to help students succeed so thank you to all of them over there and mr collier as well because uh, that's just a big opportunity for students and it's it's a good motivator Absolutely. And he's committed to doing that again. He's I think that was the seventh year and we're going to be going on number eight. I've already had conversation with um, Liz Wilson as the coordinator over there. And we're going to hit it hard this beginning of the next school year and get a little bit more advertising out because we had a couple of students say, I didn't know about that. And I can't imagine they didn't. I mean, it's an opportunity to win a free car. So. What a great event that was. Um, so many great things happening in this school year. Um, yeah, you know, we touched on that. And just recently, I'd like to share some of the um, things that just happened. We had um, some need for meals for some students. And we were able to contact some of our area partners, restaurants and um, food um pantry and they were able to donate some much needed breakfast snacks and lunches and that was um mcdonald's of columbia mr tony and gina wolf it was caleb mathis with chick-fil-a and miss shelly sasson with the well outreach they seen the need and stepped up and made it happen so we could make sure that there was available food for some of the summer school students. Thank you for that. It was really important and was really appreciated. You know, Jack, that's one thing about Murray County is this community is always ready to step up to help the kids of Murray County. And, you know, I've been at several districts now and just never seen anything like this, how this community, we have a need, they'll try to find a way to accommodate that need and just thank you to this whole community for helping. Man, you're so right. You are so right. There's so many people out there. <clears throat> just, excuse me. Just recently I have featured a lot of the area nonprofits that do things for students and families in our community and they were they are so instrumental in helping out. Um, um, Mr. Mike uh, our, our technician here today was here for the, uh, both those shows. And it was quite amazing to hear what they do. You know, we had food pantries. We had um, the, well out, the Well Outreach. We had Harvest Share. We had Boys and Girls Club. We had so many entities on here in just a couple episodes. I think there was eight total. 
And it was good to hear, like you just said, Mr. Hickman, people in this community step forward. They, they step up and they make a difference. They, they're not afraid to help when help is needed. They're not afraid to give freely of their time and of their money. So all these things add up to huge, huge wins for Murray County Public Schools and the county. Well said, Jack. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Eric. Um, so we've talked a little bit about what happened at the end of the school year. I had a little pause there. Um, let's talk a little bit about what is going on right now. I, I mentioned we would talk a little bit about summer. I don't know how much amount of time we have left for break, but we'll start now. Let's, Mr. Gaines, your department seems to be so busy. Mr. Perriman, same thing. You guys are so busy right now doing things. I think summertime for you is a very busy time. Mr. Perriman and Mr. Gaines, I, I had no idea the magnitude of the things that an instruction department uh, does during the summer to prepare for the next school year. Could you um, share with our listening audience some of the things that are going on? Sure. You know, that's, it, in any typical year, uh, last year wasn't typical, but uh, as we gear back toward normalcy and having a uh, normal end of the year, uh, there are a lot of things that go on. You know, we are always preparing for, you know, first next year's contracts and those things that uh, have to be approved for next year. We are um, closing budgets. We're looking at uh, those things that uh, uh, making sure we have uh, uh, all of our purchase orders closed, those things like that. We're working with uh, schools or preparing for audits. They're uh, doing their closeout uh, schools at, uh, at the end of the year. You know, what was unique about this year, uh, we normally have two administrative days where schools have time to, uh, teachers have time to move furniture, put up stuff so that, you know, Eric's department can come in and, and start our, our waxing the floors or if there's needed maintenance in buildings that need to happen, uh, that has to happen. Well, we had to kind of do that simultaneously while we ended the year. So, uh, again, I you know really appreciate the teachers' efforts to make sure that we still were able to uh, get furniture moved and do everything we need to do, so we'll be able to you know get our, our wax crews in, our, our painting crews in, and do those things that were necessary. So uh, that's a part of it, you know, for our our, our department and, and Eric's department. I think we uh, we have to look at a lot of end of year reports, a lot of things that need to be done. Uh, there are a lot of hirings that take place. So for our principals and, and us, uh, they're doing a lot of interviews, trying to uh, get new staff in. Uh, we're, uh, there's just a flurry of things going on, um, not to mention, and we'll talk about it in a moment, about you know the summer camp. But in, in a typical year, uh, we're also doing credit recovery, especially targeting our high school students that have uh, – uh, need to maintain that uh, their uh, uh, status and and keep up so that they can stay on track to graduate. So that's a normal activity that goes on every year. But uh, as we come back, we'll we'll talk a little more about what did, some. What camps. did they do last year? Because we were pretty much in the heat of COVID. Did they have any kind of credit recovery last year? Was it yes. remote? Yes. Yes. No. We did. We uh, they I think they kept students social distance, but they were able to come. Okay. And, and and come to Northfield and, and do credit recovery where they were able cool. to maintain that and, and, and still stay on track. So they could, I, I think we targeted seniors that needed to uh, needed credit to graduate. Yeah, that's that's vitally important, especially if you don't want to do your 12th year again. So um, these are activities that are going on all over our district. There's um, books being ordered for the, the upcoming year. 
Um, Mr. Perriman, you have a flurry of activity going on um, right now. You have maintenance going on in buildings. You have some um, different different levels of maintenance going on, um, cleaning, um, all kinds of stuff. You're actually transitioning our, our elementary school, McDowell, that it has closed and getting that taken care of. So you've got all kinds of going on, going on right now. You want to share with our audience some of the things? This is typically our busiest time of the year um, because it's the only time that we have the bulk of the buildings empty where we can really go in and do the cleaning, as Mr. Gaines mentioned, maintenance that, that has to be done throughout the buildings is done this time of year. We're working to support summer camps this year at a high rate through transportation, through food services, um, through our safety department. This is where most of our admin and our SROs go through summer training. We are re-upping uh, state safety plans on all buildings right now and as we get closer to the start of school we start working with the schools on their specific crisis plans Um, not to mention budget season our budget season is a little bit longer than theirs because through operations we can purchase things a little bit longer uh, before the end of the year and we'll actually carry over quite a bit of of purchase orders into the next year because materials haven't arrived or something like that so we're doing that we're doing budgeting for next year um, just staying busy. Uh, you mentioned McDowell. We have uh, we've worked pretty hard the last week. Uh, Mr. Gaines's folks are in there today, actually packing up the library. Um, not we just needed to get that cleared from our, our our schedule so that everyone can start going back to to doing their normal work and, and push through the summer so that when everyone shows up in August, hopefully everything's clean and pretty and mowed and. Everything works the way it's supposed to. If the summer goes well, that's how it works. And so that, that's our push through the summer. We're all smiling because it's exciting when you go to a school and witness the first day. Because I did that this year and was at a school and watched those kids come to school for the first time. Some of them kindergartners like, wow, this place is big. You know, that's kind of the mentality. And my, my granddaughter was one of them. Um, so that was very cool. You know, we are so busy right now you would be surprised at the level of activity and the flurry of activity that's going on behind the scenes um most teachers get the the summer off correct correct mr gaines that's correct um and so we probably get just a small portion of teachers here helping with summer school and we'll talk a little bit about summer camps when we come back from the break um that's a great program that was new for this year correct that's correct um so these things, um, you know, the summer camp. I'd also like to talk a little bit about the budget, Mr. Hickman, and because and, we are heavy into the budget season. Um, we I go to the board meetings, and we had a, a commission meeting after the board meeting this last Tuesday. Um, so we can probably share a little bit about how that's going and where our budget's heading. And, and, and it's a tough time to do budgets, but um, we will definitely talk more about that after this word from our sponsors don't go away big yellow school bus with your host jack cobb with murray county public schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors welcome back you're listening to the big yellow school bus with your host jack cobb with murray county public schools Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM, WKRM. We are here with Superintendent Michael Hickman, Assistant Superintendent Eric Perriman, and Assistant Superintendent Scott Gaines. Thanks, guys. Um, We talked a little bit about the current school year and some of the great things 
And we started talked a little bit about the summer and what's going on and how busy it is right now. Um, Mr. Hickman, would you like to share with our listening audience, you're, we're in the heat of the budget season for the school and the county, and it is a task, I'm sure, to get a budget presented that the county will buy into. Uh, absolutely. And one of the things that we, we knew we had to do was be as transparent as we possibly could to all the stakeholders, not just our board members or the county commission, but to everyone, because at the end of the day, you know, we get our revenue from tax money. And I believe the the folks in Murray County need to know exactly where that tax money is going. So we were very transparent through this whole process. Um, one of the things we, we had to do this year, we took on a task was to make sure we had every teacher accounted for in the line they were supposed to be in. And you may be asking, what does that mean? It's sort of like a roster. We have a roster of each school of who's in there and what they're supposed to do. And then our finance has that married up and they have the number of their salary. As crazy as it may sound, that wasn't necessarily the case last year or the year before. So we worked about two, three weeks. I called it the war room where we wanted to make sure we had everybody in the exact line they were supposed to with the salary they made. Why is salary important? Because 80% of our budget is people. It's people. So when you see the number out there, the vast majority of that goes into salaries because people are the most important thing when it comes to educating the kids of Murray mm-hmm. County. Yes. Education is a people business. Yeah. People. It sure is. And, and I've told many people before, if we, you know, if we were a manufacturing company, what would be our product? And is our product a good product? And our product is, is, is taking the students of Murray County and giving them what they need to be lifelong learners and successful citizens in our county, in our state, in our in our country. So, as we uh, applied these measures to the budget, uh, we presented it, and then um, after a couple times, we had to go in and take some things away. And once we got it down to where we thought it was the absolute what we had to need, this bare essential to operate. We, uh, the board approved it. We sent it over uh, to the county commission. And uh, right now, uh, it's passed to go to the budget committee, which is a big deal. And uh, it's it's a really big deal. So we're we're keeping our fingers crossed and hope we can see this budget through. Now, we do have two budgets, and I'll let uh, Eric talk about the second one. But the first one is basically our operations. Mm-hmm. That's the big one, the $109 million you may see out there. Yep. Then we have what's called the capital budget. And there are two separate budgets, and really three because we have a food service budget as well. And I'll let Eric kind of talk about the capital budget, where we're at, what we asked for, and the, and the food budget. Yeah. All right, Eric. Well, the food services budget is, is pretty simple. It, it funds itself. Okay. So the more that they sell and the more meals that they provide, the more revenue they bring in, and that that offsets the expenditures of staff and of food cost and that kind of thing. And um, those folks, Brian Parkhurst and Monica, and those folks over there do a great job monitoring that, making sure they're on point with where they should be. Um, the capital budget is a little bit more interesting. Uh, it consists of some different parts. One is uh, money that we ask for out of what they call the 189 fund. We ask for school buses. Uh, typically every year, actually every year this year, the the commission has so far been agreeable. They're great with school buses. They provide those regularly. This year they've moved 12 from committee to full uh, commission. 
and, and, and that's quite a cost, and that's a reoccurring cost that we, we hit most every year. We've talked a little bit about school buses on the show before. How many buses do you run on? We run 130 every day. 130 we have 150, but we run school 100. buses running every day, and and you have 150. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of the budget, right there, making sure we have those transportation needs. It is, and, and they're going up just like everything else, pretty significantly from year to year. Uh, the board actually allowed us to buy three buses this last just this last week out of money that we were able to save this year. So between now and the end of the next year, we should have 15 new buses on the lot and. That'll offset some that have to leave, but it, it just helps grow the fleet as we move forward. So that's part of the one uh, of the capital budget. The, mm-hmm. the big part this year, though, that I think most folks would be interested in is the building projects that we're asking moving forward. And we've identified four major building projects this year. One is a, a, a new high school in the north end of the county that mm-hmm. would be um, right at a 2,000-seat high school. It would have full athletic facilities, be located on the Battle Creek property. Uh, next to the middle school. Uh, the second thing is a, a conversion of the current Spring Hill High School building into an elementary school that would also be a multifunctional facility in, in the gym and some parts that, that wouldn't be necessary for the elementary school. Building a, a second gym, an auxiliary gym, and at Santa Fe has been a, a need for 20, 25 years, and we're finally to a point where we're, the, the commission right now has, has agreed that that's something worth doing. And then starting to take any money that's left from those projects, move first to Mount Pleasant Elementary, probably to Joseph Brown after that, and start remodeling, really trying to do some updates on on these older schools that we have. Our challenge is we have to meet the needs of growth and and the needs of the new, but we cannot leave behind the buildings that are existing, and we have to make sure that we're, we're keeping those up to date and pushing them forward. So we have that right now. As you mentioned, we went to the commission the other night. Um, very good discussion. They push back in good ways, make us think about a lot of things. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there us, for this, this last meeting. Yeah. yeah, make us really have to, to, to be on top of what we do when we plan. Uh, but it moved from committee uh, forward again to committee uh, here in a couple of weeks. But it, it's it's been promising so far. And uh, uh, looks like I said, it's promising so far. It's a hard task. But so far, everybody's been agreeable and, and worked real hard to um, – to try to move things forward. And let me speak about that is some people have questioned um, when we're looking at building the two buildings, you know, part of our, part of our, um, what we have to do is be good stewards of the taxpayer money. And right now Murray County has two big needs and most of it's in the North end of the County. As we all know, that's where our biggest growth is happening. And we need a new high school and we need a new elementary. Um, just because the growth is there and we know it's going to continue to grow and it's not going to stop in the near future. So being good stewards of the money, we said, what can we do with what we have? And instead of saying, Hey, we need a new elementary and we need a new um, high school. We thought we could build a bigger high school, which will still have some capacity for growth to happen there over the next few years, but take the old high school and let's just, instead of paying 22 more million to build a brand new elementary, let's just take you know a little bit of that and convert it over to an elementary, which is can be simple to do because I believe that school was built for seven through twelfth when it initially opened anyway. So that goes back to you know we want to be very economically strategic in how we ask and what we ask for, and not just asking for the big things just because we want it. We're trying to do it in a way that's fiscally responsible. And 
also in a very transparent way. If you if you want, you can view the school board meetings or the county commission meetings online, and you can actually feel and see the transparency that's being given. And so everybody that's voting on the commission and the school board, they got a real perfect. I mean, they've got a real idea. I mean, they know what is going on. There, you know, there's no hidden agendas. There's just you get it out there on the budget, and you say, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is what we need." And I, I'm impressed by the transparency. And and you all can go watch it, uh, MurrayK12.org or the County, Murray, Murray County Commission. Um, they have the videos online. Um, if you want to be more involved, um, you can attend the meetings. Just watch when they're they're placed. They're public held meetings, so anybody that wants to can attend. I urge you to take that initiative and, and get involved in your school district and your county. Um, budgets are huge for instruction too, right, yes, Mr. Gaines? Yes, they are. Yeah. So, as, as Mr. Hickman alluded to in the uh, first part, where he talked about the uh, regular operating budget, is that part of your budget? That's uh, you know that's where you know the majority of our our budget is. Uh, okay. I just want to add, I you know appreciate like Mr. Hickman said. Uh, uh, having to work in the war room and really trying to look at uh, making sure that we were aligned to the budget and we had people in the right places. Uh, and when we had to, you know, really look at making sure that, that uh, we were uh, meeting uh, classroom guidelines and, and, and having to go in and, and, and make some changes, uh, uh, adjust some staff. And, you know, I, I appreciate the, the efforts, not only of, 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 uh, our department in the central office, but also the work that we had to do in working with principals. I know we had to do a lot of wrestling with, you know, where exactly should we, you know, make uh, this cut or, or I wouldn't call it a cut or maybe if we, you know, uh, need to make this adjustment, uh, really working hard to do that. And, 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 you know, I appreciate uh, principals. They, of course, like Mr. Hickman said, the commission pushed back, gave us different ideas. Principals also pushed back and gave us, you know, maybe we should look at this. And then we were able to work together to uh, make the adjustments in the budget to, you know, make it, you know, so that we could uh, exactly align everything where we need to go and be able to present a, a transparent budget of, you know, this is where we are. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned principals come time, so that's a hot topic. We just recently announced some personnel announcements, and I'll let Mr. Hickman share that with you. But I had a question for you, Mr. Perriman, about Battle Creek. You said that the possibility of using the land out there for the high school, 2,000 uh, student high school, is what you said? Yes. Um, that's pretty cool. Now, there's a road that had been tr not connected that would have made going in and out of those uh, that campus much easier. Is that complete, or will that be ready for next school year? It is complete. Um, it is not open um, due to a couple of things. One, we're doing a transfer of property from the school board to the, the county, and they'll actually take possession of the full road. Uh, we're also still waiting on a final inspection on the bridge uh, from the state. Once that's cleared and the land transition goes through, then we can open that up. But it will allow travel from Mainline Moor through Hummingbird all the way back to Kedron, uh, and it, it, it should lighten the the load on both ends of that campus pretty significant. Yeah, because whenever you visit Battle Creek Elementary, you have to go through a subdivision. You have to go through Hummingbird, and, yeah. and it's 
usually an interesting little drive, depending on what yeah. time of day it is. Yeah, so, it could be a little slow moving. Yeah, so you'll be able to come in from from Maylon Moore and go to the elementary. That'll make the now. flow so much better, and hopefully that'll be available for this upcoming school year. It should be. It should be excellent. That's good news to hear. Um, let's also talk about um, the new principles that I just mentioned. Mr. Hickman, you did a phenomenal job. Our social media pages are going crazy right now with all positivity on the hiring of five new principals. Um, would you like to um, – you want me to give you the list real quick? I've got it in front of me here. You probably know by heart anyway. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and tell us a little bit about the hiring of the five new principals. Well, let me start. I wish I could take all credit for that, but um, – you know, it took a team effort to do that in um, almost all of these instances. We had a committee, which included parents, which included members of uh, teachers of the school, community members, and people of central office, and uh, other principals sat on those those boards. So that we really wanted to make sure we had the right fit for every school. And every school has its own personality. So although this person may be a great fit over here. They may not be a great fit over there. So we wanted to make sure we, we aligned that up to fit people where they needed to be and then, then get the best people. And I really feel like we we did get the best people on this, uh, the most qualified, the ones that had could come into that school and, and really continue the academic success that we, they are, were having and uh, or help them grow to become even better. And so I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like we've got some great people put in those positions. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go over the list. And so if you haven't already heard, I'm sure you have. It was on the radio. It is on our social media. Uh, At Columbia Central High School, Mr. Kevin Eady will be the new principal. At E.A. Cox Middle School, Tanya Potts will be the principal. At Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts, Laura Sandrell will come over from the elementary as assistant and be the principal. At Whitthorn Middle School, Dr. Kara Skaggs, who was the interim principal um, when Mr. Evans left, will be the new principal. And at Woodard Elementary School, coming up from assistant principal, Miss Carol Ann Gent. Um, congratulations to all those uh, new principals and the roles they're going to be serving and the difference they're going to make in so many students' lives. It's going to be huge. Um, like I said, our social media is a buzz right now. I think this is probably one of the busiest um, times on our social media since I've been with the district and watching this flow. 700, 800 comments in less than 24 hours. That's pretty good. Well, you know, the other thing I'd like to add is, you know, all of these are Murray County educators. You know, Mr. Eady had been in Murray County for a very long time, went to Hickman County, and somehow we lured him back to come come back to us. And, uh, you know, so it, it was very important to try to get people that knows our system already. And so they don't have to learn the system, and they can already just focus on their school, their self. You know, and we also showed in how we hired, we were truly looking for the best candidate because we we, we – took assistant principals from their own school brought them up. We took uh, interims and moved them over. We took people from, you know, Mr. Eady from out of district, even though he had that um, pedigree for being here. So we, we just showed in every way possible, I feel, that we truly were looking for the best candidates for these schools. And once again, I, I think we did capture that. 
Yeah, that like I said, social media is a buzz. I mean, and just on one of the posts, there's almost 600 comments, and it hasn't even been 24 hours since that post was made. So there's a lot of really positive positive um, comments and buzz going on around the, the hiring of the new principals. So again, thank you to the teams involved in all the hiring process. I believe all three of you were probably on the interview teams and had to interview numerous candidates and very, very qualified and good candidates. And you did narrow it down to some great picks. Um, so congratulations to our new principals. Um, we're looking forward to working with you throughout the next school year. And I believe their start date officially will be like July 1st. July 1st. And, you know, maybe you're uh, one of the first back to, uh, big yellow school buses next year. Maybe you can get them in here. That would be great. I'd, we'd love to hear. You know, one of the things we've done this past year is brought most of the principals to the big yellow school bus to talk and brag about their school and their administration and things they do at their schools. So that would definitely be welcomed. Um, let's also hang on, hang on, I'm reading something here. Okay. Um, we have another milestone coming up. It's a huge milestone. It's a big milestone. July 1st will also mark a one year anniversary of Michael Hickman as the superintendent of Murray County Public Schools. Woohoo! Congratulations, Michael. <laughs> you know, we got clauses going on over here. I know it's it, it's only been a calendar year, but this year has made it feel like it was ten years. Uh, oh man, yeah, just going through so much, and you know, and, and I go back to I, I, once again, I just really am thankful and uh, happy to be back home here in my home county where I graduated from, Columbia Central, and. Uh, just really thankful to the board to give me the opportunity to come in and, you know, lead this school district. And uh, I, I tell you, the people around me makes this job easy. You know, I've got two of them right here beside me. Absolutely. I, I know when something goes in their inbox, it's taken care of and, and they do it and do it well. And uh, I, I just can't say thank you enough to the people that just support me. And the biggest piece is these teachers, these teachers are just make really makes my job easy. When you come into a district and you have the level and quality of teachers like this, it truly makes your job easy and it makes it a pleasure. And I love getting out to schools and just seeing all the neat things they have going on. And I've seen a lot this year that it just simply amazed me. And I look forward to year two. Absolutely. We look forward to having you here in year, year two. Um, I, I was uh, privy to witness some of these things. Mr. Hickman loved going out with the kids and going to the students and going to the teachers and visiting all the campuses and it just getting that one-on-one. That's a, that's a huge opportunity um, to bond and, and be part of the education process. Um, to be there and, and when there's something special happening, when there's a, a play or a football game or something or a band concert or something like that. Um, these are all huge, huge parts. And we are so happy that you are here in Murray County and back in Murray County. Um, and you are the superintendent of Murray County Public Schools. And I'm not just kissing up because he's the boss. I'm, he's actually sure, doing Jack. a great <laughs> job. Pretty good job there, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Oh, um, well, with, with that, um, we were going to uh, take a break and hear a few words from our sponsors. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. 
Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Mary County Public Schools Talk Radio Show on 103.7 FM, WKOMKRM. Thank you for joining us, guys. We've had some great discussion. Thanks for that laugh before the break. I enjoyed that. Um, let's talk a little bit. We said we were going to touch on star summer camps. Um, let me say something before you tell a little bit about it, Mr. Gaines. Um, there's this amazing logo that they created, for, and I can't take any credit because that was our um, federal programs director, Ms. Renee Palakovic. Her husband um, did this on his free time. It's this amazing logo that they did for our Star Summer Camps. But go ahead and uh, now that I've told about the logo, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Star Summer Camp. Yeah, I hope we can get that logo on a T-shirt one day. It's I really hope so. Great. It yeah. is nice. Yeah. yeah, get it out there. So uh, we have a unique opportunity for the first time in a long time is to provide summer learning for students in grades K through 8 and, and also in high school, too. Uh but basically, we're providing uh, star summer camps, and uh, it's basically a uh, a learning camp for lo- learning loss and kind of a bridge between this year and next year for students in grades K-8. Uh, we have uh, – and then we also have uh, a stream camp where uh, students will be able to participate in, in uh, some type of STEM-related uh, – uh, you know, stream stands for uh, – uh, <laughs> Technology, engineering, arts, music, uh, STEM. I didn't know you were going, so I really couldn't yeah. help you out so there. So they, they all uh, work together. So the, those stream activities that will take place on Friday, every Friday. So students will have a, an opportunity to participate in those activities. Basically, uh, the summer camp consists of a, it's a regular student day. They'll have a, a two hours of math instruction, two hours of uh, reading instruction. They have an hour of uh, a response to intervention instruction, and then an hour where they'll do physical activity and some things like that. So we're looking forward to that, uh, 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 working with students. I think we have almost 1,500 students signed up. Wow, uh, that's great. Really appreciate the cooperation with the food service and operations department. Uh, we've worked through – uh, trying to get students signed up, and then students that didn't know they signed up signed up, and and then trying to go back and re-coordinate transportation. Uh, uh, you know, as often as that is, that's that's really difficult at times to, uh, you know, once you get students signed up, you got to get their address, and then we got to, you know, we got to redo routes. So I, I really appreciate the transportation department's help in doing that, and that's you know that's an operation done by two or three people. There's not. You know, twenty-seven people out right. there. Right. Uh, so uh, they really have to work to you know make sure that you know if students need a ride that we can get them to school. So I, I really appreciate their help. I also appreciate uh, uh, everyone, both uh, from the uh, uh, site directors who uh, we asked for people out there who had an admin degree and you know that they're you know they may not be in a uh, uh, in an admin position right now, but. We asked for them to volunteer and be a site director uh, and take on this. This is like setting up a mini school and, mm-hmm. and starting school on your own. So we appreciate that. Uh, those folks doing that, it's a learning opportunity for them. It's really great. Uh, appreciate the teachers who, you know, uh, everybody just about this year said, you know, hey, I'm ready for a break. But yet they uh, uh, they, they volunteered to stay on with us and, and, and uh, do four more weeks of school. So we appreciate that. And and Right now, everybody's working hard to get materials ready, getting things going. 
uh, getting their classrooms set up so that we can be ready on Monday. Uh, Star Summers Camp, of course, will start on Monday, June 7th. Uh, we'll go, you know, four days a week instruction. The string camps on Friday, and it will go from June 7th through July 2nd. So we're happy to have that opportunity to be able to have students participate in, in this summer learning. And, and one of the things I want to add to that, uh, you covered it almost perfectly, everything. We also have our partner, Boys and Girls Club um, of South Central uh, Tennessee, partnering during uh, Star Summer Camp with After school care and like on fridays we end our day on at like That's noon right. so boys and girls club is there to help out in instances where people are at work yes we really fr- appreciate boys and girls club being able to you know they they relocated some of their sites so they'll be able to fill in the gap uh for some kids that wanted to go to summer school but they were they're worried about being able to have care like mm-hmm. you said after school even from the three to six time or especially on Fridays when we end it's a six hour day on Fridays rather than an extended day. So the Boys and Girls Club has really stepped up and, and shifted their sites around. They were also providing uh different sites where they have kids perhaps that, that you know, are they're saying they didn't want to go to summer school that they're providing that support too for children. So again, really appreciate uh, their efforts to uh, uh, work with the school system and, and, and being able to still, as you know, when we're providing school during the day, that re- that kind of reduces their staff because uh, now they, you know, they don't need as many full-time staff people, but we're able to work together and do that. And we appreciate their efforts in doing that. Yeah, it is it's an amazing partnership we have with the Boys and Girls Club. They're in practically every school in our district, um, after school care, helping out. Um, it's not just care. It's it's um, tutoring and whatever is needed um, to help out the students um, after the school day has ended. So they are much appreciated. You know, the one thing I want to say about this STAR camp is, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't intent just to be somewhere to hold your kid. It, it is to combat the learning loss that took place that we feel during these COVID months and where the school shut down for a couple months last year and this year where it's been so just so interrupted. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the big purpose of this campus to get these kids back to where they need to be so we can keep moving forward with these students and their growth and their learning. It's not just a great logo. It's a great program. We have star summer camps and T-shirts coming soon, hopefully. Um, And thank you to Mr. Palakovic for uh, making that logo for our district and for everybody involved with the star summer camp. It was a new venture, and it is happening June 7th. Yes. So get ready, folks. This is going to be another adventure at Murray County Public Schools of learning and preparing and recovering from, like Mr. Hickman just said, the learning loss. Yes, and I didn't, you know, I just wanted to add on that we are uh, doing some traditional summer schools at our high schools, central high schools. Uh, having They started traditional summer school. In fact, this week, they'll finish their first week, and they'll be going through the end of the month. So, uh, yeah, that's they started right going, after Memorial Day. It's also going on. So we are uh, uh, got a lot of summer learning activities going on. Excellent. Excellent. So good. So good to hear. Um, it's a great program. Um, so happy that Murray County Public Schools is able to offer such a great program. All right, guys, what else should you have on the agenda to talk about today? There's got to be something you just edging to tell me in the I, listening audience. I wanted to uh, just talk about uh, we've had lots of opportunities because of the uh, uh, COVID pandemic 
to uh, uh, receive funds from the state to recover from learning loss. And one of those opportunities we have to have is another opportunity to uh, receive funds. And we have an opportunity to uh, we have an allocation of eighteen million dollars for uh, ESSER. 3.0, uh, the emergency secondary, uh, the emergency support to uh, relief act provided that those funds to us, and you know, as a part of uh, being able to receive those funds, we're going to have to uh, uh, produce a plan and get public comment. So I just want to say, just for a moment, once we get that plan out there, we're going to be communicating to you through our communications department, asking you to uh, review our plan and give comments. So look. Uh, look look out for that in in the next in the coming weeks we'll be getting that out there and, and asking for your yeah comments. we'll try to put that on our website um, on a banner on our homepage so you just have to see the rotating banner and click on it and you can participate in the needed knowledge that we need to go ahead and move forward it's interesting ESSER 3.0 is what we call it in the district school district and then when I went to the um, the commission meeting and they called it the AARP or the ARP A-R-P. it was referred A-R-P. to as AARP that's for the old people and and it's like okay two different names i wasn't aware of that until i went to that commission meeting but it's arp it's the esser 3.0 it's a valuable tool it's helping out so many districts so we are coming up towards the end of the show here so traditionally i like to do shout outs on the big yellow school bus so i am going to you've been talking a lot mr Gaines, but i'm going to start with you and give, let you give your shout out so my shout outs are to you know every de- department uh both uh food service transportation uh people services and the amount and instruction department who have been so willing to multitask during this uh uh during this uh spring semester we've done some of everything and i really appreciate everyone's willingness to to uh step outside the you know hey i I know you do this, but I need you to do this. And, and they've been more than willing to, to support teachers and, and, and students to, to, to get things ready for summer or to get things ready to close out the year. I, I, I really su- appreciate everyone's support in doing that. Uh, shouts out to uh, uh, Dr. DJ Norman. He's our uh, site uh, uh, summer camp supervisor, and I appreciate his efforts in, in learning to do that. All right, Mr. Eric Perriman. Hey, I'll be quick. Uh, again, Echo, the folks we work with are awesome. They, they put true time in and, and, and a lot of hard work for our kids and our community. Specifically this week, I want to I speak to my maintenance department. The work that they've put in over the last seven days has been truly ama- uh, amazing. Yes. Taking care of the district while, while really focusing on McDowell. Trying to move out of a building and give it the respect it deserves. Make sure everybody gets what they need and, and, and work hard. So thank them, Mr. Murray Ring and his folks. We're out of time, but Mr. Hickman, give me your shout-out. Hey, shout-out to all the students out there. Thank you for just all the hard work this year and being flexible in this time. That is it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you, Mr. Hickman, Mr. Perriman, and Mr. Gaines for coming in and sharing. We will be back next week on the Big Yellow School Bus, WKRM 103.7 FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. 